Hey everybody, I'm Raul Gonzalez. And I'm Oscar Ibieta. And this is Medicare Agent IQ. I can't remember. Us. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> we I are Medicare it. Agent IQ. I say it every week. I don't know, I'm gonna say like, you know. So today we're gonna be talking about overcoming fears. Conversation we were having with uh, one of our listeners the other day, but then someone, another listener reached out on YouTube, was like, man, this is really, really good for me. Kind of, they're like, it hit home. So I was like, you know what? That's what we're gonna it talk about. It seems to be today. a common denominator, right? A constant, whether, and some people are willing to talk about it and, and others aren't. Um, but I think it's something that, that is, a, is a hot topic, if you, if you will. So that's the reason we decided to go with this for today. Yeah, I, I think about people who, a lot of time are um, they're not working because of the fear and they don't even know it yeah. and so I, I i know i used to be one of those people and so so it's easy for me to address right when i'm when i'm one of them so kind of take you back to 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 uh whenever 2008 back when i was <laughs> back when you were finishing high school and i was, uh, <laughs> I, was uh, I was working uh at at humana we started having to sell other products they wanted us to sell you know like hospital plans and and things like that and what they wanted us to do was to go not hospital like cancer insurance all these other things they wanted us to go door to door to businesses and I didn't realize that I was afraid to do that. What I thought I, I was like, oh, well, before I go, need to clean up my desk and, and get these papers situated <laughs> the right way, get my pens out here. But the reality, what I was doing was I was acting on fear. And instead of getting out there and doing it, I, I was kind of, uh, I was allowing myself to, to get distracted. And so what we're gonna talk about today is helping you to overcome that. Yeah, you know, when I when I first got into the insurance industry, I didn't do Medicare immediately. I did, uh, I, I actually got recruited by an Aflac recruiter. So everyone knows that's the the supplemental products, you know, your, your cancer, your hospital, everything that you were just talking about. And so the way that we had to do things was very much like you just said, we had to go door to door. We had, we were trying we were knocking on doors of businesses and and talking about you know adding value to their business and, and adding these supplemental products to their employees and so gosh it was like i guess this is insurance that's all i knew i didn't know anything yeah. about it and i was like well i guess this is what i'm doing and so i didn't like it you know right. there was nothing fun about it but i'll tell you what i i don't regret it because it helped me over it, you know, I learned a lot through the process and it helped me kind of overcome a lot of fears that, that I was dealing with. I think it just made me a little bit more well-equipped when I, when I transitioned into Medicare. Wasn't long, just three months before I decided, okay, I'm gonna have transitioned into <laughs> Medicare. I like the idea of renewals. Right. And so <laughs> I moved into the, this business here. Yeah, but it's, it's honestly, it's a great way to cut your teeth, right? Like that's, that's a, it's, an, it's an opportunity for you to go out there. And to be honest, it's hard, it's hard to, to go out. So where would, where would we have our fear since we don't, since if you work in Medicare for the most part, and as long as you're, unless you just focus on Medicare supplements, you're probably not doing a lot of cold calling and just knocking on, on people's doors. So, uh, for, for me, what I'm thinking about is going out and creating relationships with doctor's offices, going out and, uh, trying to create a new relationship with a senior center that allows you in there 
things like that. To do events and right, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So those are the things or calling your leads. Let's say you do have a bunch of leads and instead you're you're finding reasons to not do that or they just kind of one of the things also and again I'm, I'm just kind of being transparent here that I was in that situation at, at, at times when I was younger is I would get these leads and I'd be like, okay, I'll call them tomorrow and then I'll just figure out something else to do. And then they get colder and colder. And the reality was is it was I was I was afraid. Yeah. You know, and, and, and or I just had a, like a fear of rejection. I, I at the time I didn't like hearing the word no. And it was it was a big deal to me. So, hey, real quick side note, if you're young and you're single, got to change your relationship with the word no. Right. So <laughs> that's the, that, that's a, that's a part of it. That's part of life. So anyway, um, we're going to go over now seven steps that you can take toward overcoming that fear of rejection. And so uh, number one is knowledge is power. The big part, right, I think people can get to is, is they are afraid that what if I do get someone on the phone who's interested? What am I going to do? Right? I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the information. Well, here's, here's the reality. You're not always going to have all the answers and you're not going to know everything. So I feel like there's also a fine line somewhere in between there because you can learn so much where you have enough confidence to get out there and get in front of people. But other times, sometimes people can be paralyzed by that because they don't want to get out there and start dialing, start getting in front of people because they say, well, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not prepared. I don't have all the knowledge. I think there's, you have to find that medium in there. Um, but the reality is you do have to have some knowledge so that you can have the, the confidence to get out there and start having these conversations with people. Where do you get that knowledge, Oscar? You read, you read, right. you ask. And, and the, the beautiful thing is we have the the power, we have the tools in our hands. You know, the, the, we have phones. When, when I first got into Medicare 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, it was very different. Yes, we had the internet for those young listeners who are who are tuning in, but, uh, but it, it wasn't as accessible, all of this information. And I feel like it is now, but you can, even YouTube videos, there, you know, there's stuff on YouTube. You can just, you can get lost for days when you're, when you're browsing, you can read the uh, evidence of coverage for particular plans. You've got to study, you know, the plans that are available in your market and know them so that when you're out there having conversations with people, you know how to position yourself with them. You know, was, uh, one of our listeners reached out to me and they were saying that even on TikTok, all they did is they said that they were stressed because they didn't know enough about Medicare. And so they went on to TikTok and started looking for it there. So obviously there's places where you can get that information. That probably wouldn't be the first place I go, but there's a lot of, of I mean, obviously you got some ran into us there, mm -hmm. right? But I'm kind of thinking maybe longer form, right? So mm -hmm. YouTube is a, a great place to do that. But then also just reviewing the evidence of coverage for the plans going over and in reviewing the um reviewing the summaries of benefits and and nowadays we all have these tools right like like our agency we use we use a like kind of sunfire where we can compare plan to plan and so that's the thing you can start doing is is figuring out how the plans work and then how which ones compete with each other and how they compete with each other, right? So kind of thinking where if you run into someone and they have, uh, let's, I'm just say United, 
then where you know the plans well enough where you could say, oh yeah, hey, did you know that there's another plan that has a little bit more dental or a little more, and I always go back to dental, but there's a lot more in benefit than that. You just, basically what you do is you look for the weakness in one plan and where another plan is stronger. And that's, you've kind of got it lined up in your hopper, right? Just ready, when someone says, I've got this plan, my backup is this. I kind of do that with, uh, with Aetna in, um, Humana PPOs in our market. Yeah. Like they, they compete very well. They have very similar networks. How do I know that? I've put in the research and kind of gotten to know that. Any other thoughts on that before? No, I mean, that's exactly two? it. You've got to, so when we talk about having the knowledge for these plans, we're not saying have these memorized top to bottom every single line, but to your point, have the know the strengths and know the weaknesses with each plan. So that way, when you're talking to people, you know exactly what those strengths and weaknesses are. You know, you met, you, you use the, the PPO example, you can find that same, that similarity with an HMO, right? We know here in this market, United Healthcare and Humana are very competitive when it comes to, to HMO. So if you meet somebody who's on Humana, you know, you, you can position yourself and have a conversation about United Healthcare or vice versa. Because there's so many, you know, depending on the market that you're working, there's a lot of options out there. And so we're not telling you you need to know all those benefits. Just know the strengths and weaknesses of those main products that are out there. Soapbox alert. Here's a, I've, got, I've got a soapbox here. So you're a sports fan? Yep. Okay. So I'm a sports fan. And I know a lot about statistics of like I, I'm a big Spurs fan. We're, we're in San Antonio, by the way, and so I'm 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 big into the Spurs. I know statistics. I know when they want you know their last championship, who is who was playing you know different positions. I knew their backup. You know, like I, I I knew I knew I knew their bench players. I knew I knew a lot about it. And it was something, how, how come I know so much? Cause I'm so interested. We have uh, it, one of our employees who's like, like really like kind of a fan of like makeup and mm -hmm. stuff. And so she knows so much about, about different makeups, follows YouTube channels about it and everything like that. What if we put that same kind of energy into what your we business. do, into your business, right? How, how, much, how much better would we do if we put that same kind of effort and energy into learning about what we do as we do into sports or, or whatever it else, whatever else interests us. Right. So any hobby. So anyway, that soapbox is over, but yeah, that, <laughs> that that's was shorter that, than yeah. I anticipated. <laughs> yeah, was like, we're running, we're, we're already 10 minutes in. So, uh, the next one, number two is practice makes perfect. What, what, what kind of practice would you be doing as an agent that maybe you you have a fear? What, what would you do? Summary benefits presentation. I feel like that's one of those things. that's a little bit tricky because when you're in a training room or you're, you're seeing somebody present the summary of benefits, you look at it and you're like, that's pretty easy. I can do that until it's your turn to be in the driver's seat. And if you don't have that experience, if you're not comfortable with making a summary of benefits presentation, it can be very, very challenging. And I, and so what I did when I first started, you know, in, in the business was I, I was, I had my sister sit across the table from me and say, look, you're a 65 year old and you're getting onto this insurance plan. And I want you to ask me any and every question that you have as I go through and present the summary of benefits. Okay. Next. Dad, you're up, have a seat. Mom, you're up, have a seat. And I did this with my family. I, I don't know that I did it with any friends, but get some friends to, to sit with you and, and you have to be able to practice and, and have them challenge you and have them ask you those questions because the reality is when you're in the home, 
and you're talking to your seniors, they're probably going to be asking you the same questions. What do you mean inpatient hospital stay? What does outpatient mean? You know, what exactly do you mean when we talk about, you know, it covers, you know, preventive care? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So practice it. Get in right front of friends, that. family. You got to have the practice. Yeah. Another one that I'm thinking about with, with the uh, practicing is kind of role-playing uh, calling your leads. And so yeah. what I might do is put together a list of maybe nine things that people have said when you've called, and then you give them to, uh, same thing to mom, sister, cousin, friend, and say, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to run through these. Uh, I'm going to call you and just, these are a couple things that I would want you to say, because these are things I've heard. And so now I've got practice. I'm going in and uh, <laughs> once again, I'm bringing up the movie eight mile and just like <laughs> those battle rappers. I'm, I'm actually really impressed by battle rappers, by the way, they just like the, the real life ones. They always, it's like, they're, they're not, they, they're making it up on the spot, but they're not. And in the same way, we could have things that are lined up and ready to go where we have a response that is ready, even, and you still, you're putting it together for this, this individual. But what it comes is you have, once you've, once you've been through this multiple times, hopefully you've got stuff stored up and you're ready for that. And so you got a quick rebuttal and, and something that is going to, uh, be effective. And so I would absolutely encourage you to role play for the cold calling or, or, or for the leads calling yeah. uh, as well. And I'd say even, you know, a lot of times you, you get the training, you know, with your with your upline or you go through, you know, your Medicare 101 and how to present the summary of benefits. But if that's the only training that you're getting, it's not enough. That's just the truth. Again, going back to sports, right? If you're if you're only going to practice three times a week, you're not going to get better. You need to be putting in that extra work. And so when we talk about doing some role playing and, and, and getting with, you know, friends and family so you can present to them, um, these are things you want to do on your own time. We talk about, you know, school, right? Our kids, they go to school, but they, they've also got that homework. They have to do some learning on, on their on their end as well. If if the only learning that our kids are doing is in the school, you know, it's not enough. There's a lot of learning that, that's going to take place outside of the school as well. So apply that same thing to your Medicare business and get out there and put in, you know, on your own time, you know, get that self-study and the donut hole right? Explaining the donut hole, comprehending, understanding the donut hole is a challenge when you first get started. And then good luck trying to explain that thing. It can be a little bit difficult. So get on YouTube, find a, a, a video of the donut hole explained and practice that and then get in front of somebody and explain the donut hole to them. Because the truth, we all know that we have to, we have to explain the donut hole when we're meeting with people and we're doing a presentation. So you want to be confident when it's time to deliver that presentation to your members. Yep. So next one is we got to change our relationship with the word no. And that's a big one, man. Like I, I, I it, we, we've talked about this before mm -hmm. and so we won't spend too much time, but, but really just having it just, I'm okay with hearing the word. No, for some reason, it just kind of feels ugly inside. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you've talked about how you, <laughs> how you feel about it. And, and I coached you through it in the past. And the reason I was able to coach you through that is because I've also had to overcome it. And so I'm, I'm talking to you all from the position that I've already been through that. It's not, I'm not saying that I've not gone through it. And honestly, sometimes if I'm not like ready for it, it still hurts my feelings <laughs> when, I, when I make the ask and I, and I hear the no, but I'm like, oh yeah, remind myself, you know what? That, that's just part of, that's part of the business. It's just part of what I do because I'm going to hear those no's. But once I, once I get through 
eight or nine no's, hopefully it's not that many, but once I get through them, I'm going to get to that yes. And it's just part of the process, understanding that, that hearing that word no is, is part of it. So just making yourself okay with it. Sometimes it's just a no, right? You get the no and that's it. They just don't want to make that change. But then other times when you get the no, um, there, there may be a lesson in there. And so when we had Ernest on, you know, he talked about that, right? And he says, okay, what, what did I, you know, he gets back in the car and he says, what, what could I have done different? Did I miss something? Did I not ask the right questions? You know, was I, did I overload them with too much information where, where they got confused? You really want to do kind of an analysis uh, of the appointment and maybe try to figure out what you could have improved, where it went wrong, and also take away the things that you did right and, and then kind of give yourself a grade there. And and if it's a good grade, like I said, sometimes it's just a no that you're maybe maybe they're in the they're on the plan that 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 is the best option for them. Um, but other times it's like, okay, let's let's find a lesson in this and and so it's it's reframing it, right? When when somebody tells you no and just turning it into a lesson, turning it into something positive. Yeah. And a big part of that is having a short memory when it comes to it. So it, it's like um, kind of this idea where you throw out the the negative parts, which are the rejection and everything like that, and then you keep the lesson learned. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's how we truly can change our relationship with that word. So did I get the lessons out of it? Like some people, there's there's a, there's there's reasons they say no. Uh, one of them is they're just kind of turned off to anyone trying to sell them. I'm okay with that. That one's not going to hurt my feelings, right? Like, especially like there's someone like no matter what you tell them, they're they're going to say no. Remember, like we we were we saw someone the other day, and they just they they just had an mm -hmm. they just had a they just had an attitude where they just they didn't want to. It's almost like they were bothered by by right. you being there. <laughs> it can't hurt your feelings if they tell you no. They they're telling everyone no. They're mad at everyone. So on to the next, and then other people who might say no. Uh, maybe maybe they just don't have enough information. And so it's I'm trying to give you enough information to know that you're not in the right position. And it's it's up to you, like if you want to receive that information or not, I can yeah. I can move on past that. So and then um, sometimes uh, it's just not the right time. And so you just got to be okay with that. Okay, on to the next. Let's do it. So the next one would be setting small goals instead of just looking for the sale. And what I mean is instead of saying, okay, I need to get a sale here is like, am I helping them? Am I guiding them? That's, that's my goal is instead, I'm not looking for the sale. I'm looking to help this individual. And so my goal in this, in this meeting is not to close necessarily, but instead my goal is to help meet their needs, help find solutions for them that could, ultimately lead to those cells, right? Yeah. I think a big part of when, when you're in the home or when you're talking to somebody, it's you're, you're trying to gain some trust. Uh, and so I think it's doing a good job of, of educating them and making sure that they understand all the information that you're wanting to share with them uh, is, is super important because you're kind of, this is you laying pouring the foundation so that you can earn their trust and hopefully, you know, earn, earn their business and get that yes. But those are the goals that you want to set when you show up to these appointments is, okay, I'm going to get there and I'm, I'm going to make sure that I go, do a good job of educating them. I'm going to make sure that I do a good job of making sure that they understand. Because even me, when, when I present to people, I have checkpoints throughout my appointment. I'm going to stop here. Is everything making sense so far? 
do you have any questions about anything? This is your presentation. I wanna make sure that you understand all the information that I'm giving to you, because if you don't, we can go back over it again. I wanna make sure that you really understand this and you don't understand how much weight that carries when you're in the appointment, because it's a genuine, well, I'm being genuine when I say right. it, right? It's a part of my, but it's a part of my process and and it's gonna earn their trust. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it's super important to set those small goals rather than saying, I'm gonna walk in here and walk away with the cell. Obviously we all know that's the goal, that's the goal but let's set some goals within there. Yeah, absolutely. What is the the next one? Number five is visualize success. So another old movie from around 2000. Eight Mile? No, Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie, the movie Gladiator is is a is a movie that comes to mind, and I always think about it because it had you know the, there's there's certain things that are indelibly marked in your in your head, and that. There's a part where he says, you know, in a week I will be sitting with my family and um, I'll be with with my children and they're about to go to war. And he tells them, this is this is where I'm going to be. And he tells you tells everyone else for you all visualize where you will be. And that is going to be or he says, it'll be so that's where you're going to be. And so when I think about when I think about that and overcoming fears, I am looking at those fears as something that I'm going to overcome, even if I haven't yet. And I'm going to say, look, here's where I'm going to be. I'm, I'm kind of visualizing myself. Look, at some point, I am going to be, uh, I'm going to have a, a thousand clients in my book of business. And I am going to be in that position that Raul said he's in, where he's no longer afraid of the word no. And he's, he's no, that's where I'm visualizing myself. And then I'm going to do everything I can to get to that space yeah. by by putting the rest of these things into practice. That's going to be how I overcome it. So. Yeah, and and that's a, so you, I like what you said there, right? If my goal is to have a thousand members, um, you know, let's let's figure that out. But but if you're you know if you're listening and you're a little bit newer, you're like a thousand. That's a lot. I'm still you know I'm still trying to get to my first ten or my first one hundred. Then okay, get, let's get to a hundred. And then from there, let's let's double that to 200 and then let's get it to 500. Let's build that to 1,000. But whatever that goal may be, visualize it, like you said. Um, but then make sure that you have the roadmap to go with it, right? Don't just visualize it and say, okay, I hope this really works out. I want to have 1,000 clients. It's like, okay, if your goal is 1,000, then create a plan and, and, and write it out, you know, set, set some checkpoints, set some tiers and say, okay, I got to get to the first 100. How am I going to get to the first 100? Here we are clean slate. AP is over. Um, you know, you may or may not have had the AP that you were hoping for, but here we are in January. Okay. My goal is before AEP to put 150, 200 clients on the books. How are you going to do that? You know, that's, that's how many, I need 10 per month. I need 12 per month in order to, to get to this number. Okay, put that together. How many do I need each week? Okay, let's create some activity, whether it's leads, whether it's going out and, and creating relationships with, with providers, whether you're gonna um, go put some events together to get in front of seniors. You've gotta have the roadmap. You have to have something there with it, the, the blueprint and create it. Don't just state a goal and hope that you get there. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Number six is seek feedback. Oscar, where do you get your feedback? 
Usually it's from you nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since but, for 10 years, yeah, right? well, Actually, yeah, for, for, for 10 years. Um, but, but also, I think a lot of the times I would ask you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'd come to you and I'd say, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with. What are your thoughts? Or this is what I went through, anything that, or even when I first started, when you'd ride along, yeah. I was like, all right, we get in the car. It's like, okay, what did I do? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? What did I do right? I, I want the good and the bad. Yeah. And I, I just, you got to learn how to, take that, that feedback. Yeah. I think that's a big part that you just said, you got to learn how to take the feedback. And uh, there's people nowadays that are so sensitive when they hear any kind of feedback and they immediately start to kind of, kind of puff up and like, Hey, well, hold on. I I think I did a pretty good job. But the reality is, is that if we're, if, if we're still not at our goal, then we're, we should all, even, even if you are at your goal, you should be open to feedback and you should, you should seek that feedback and, 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 and go out. And, and what I'm talking about is at the end of those role plays, first of all, you're doing it to help yourself. Right. But you could ask them, Hey, how did I do? Like, and, and, and because people are so sensitive nowadays, you have to uh, let them know like, Hey, by the way, uh, I understand that people are sensitive right now, but give me the, give me the, the good, bad and ugly, yeah. right? Just, just tell me, tell me what I did well, but then hit me with what I could have done better. I want, I, w- I want to know what I could have done better and it's going to help you because there's a lot of people now. everybody's different. And so you want to take people's feedback, uh, you know, people who are, people know how they don't want to feel in an appointment, even if they're not in sales. And so you could be talking to somebody and if you're making them feel a certain way in that appointment, they're going to tell you, even if it's not advisable. And what I mean is like people don't want to feel pressure in a cell. Sometimes it's okay to put small amounts of pressure, you know, on, on people um, in, in Medicare cells in particular, we're, we've got to be cautious with, with how we do that, but it's okay to, 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 um, give pushback or, or, mm-hmm. or feedback. Sometimes people are going to give you feedback that says, um, that, that, hey, I, I felt like you, you came on a little strong. And so you can you, you can evaluate that feedback, but you should always be open to it. And I think seeking it in the right place is another important part, right? Uh, uh, baseball, again, I'm always using examples of baseball. If I'm, if I'm trying to get better, because baseball is a game of failure, right? But if I'm trying to get better when I come up to bat every time, I'm not gonna go seek some feedback from the guy who strikes out every time he goes up to bat. The person that I'm gonna go <laughs> seek some feedback from is the guy who is always finds a way to get a hit, who's hitting those home runs, who always finds a way to get on base. I wanna learn from that guy. I want some feedback from him. I don't want the feedback from the guy who's striking out all the time. So also make sure that wherever it is that you're going for the feedback, it's 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 a good place that you're going to for it. Yeah, and, and if you're an agent out there and you're listening, somebody asks you for feedback, don't just tell them I'm, I'm just really good or, you know, I just say like, <laughs> like give them some actual, like, you know, how, how are you doing it? So that's kind of an, another, another little side note here is that if, if somebody's coming to you, do the best that you can. What's like, we, we do this, we do this podcast. There's a lot of agents and agencies out there that, that are benefiting from it. And sometimes you can just help people for, for, mm-hmm. for no reason. So side note, I, I would recommend it. Who else do you go to for the, that feedback? Your upline. You can ask them, Hey, what am I doing? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not closing here and it's contributing to the fears that I have of, of making, you know, of, of making these calls to my leads because I'm not closing. And sometimes I'm like, man, if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to close, 
then what's the point of even calling? I don't want to waste the leads until I get this part figured out. That's that's where a lot of people are. So so what I would encourage, and every day that you go that you don't call the lead, it's it's getting colder yep. and colder. Someone else is going to call it. So so talk to your upline, talk to friends, um, even some some of the different carriers. If they have managers, you could figure out, hey, where am I struggling? And then once you do, you can get over those fears and and really move on from them. Number seven, the last one would be kind of like mindfulness and relaxation. I've been learning a lot more about this lately. There's a lot of breathing techniques that you can look up. And what I'm talking about is right before you start cold calling, if you're nervous, one thing that we'll start to notice is that you're, at least for me, it did, is that same. My, yeah, <laughs> your, 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 uh, your heart rate starts to go mm -hmm. up and you're breathing, you start to breathe a lot more shallow and just kind of like, you know, when you're nervous, it's harder to get the, the words out and then it makes you talk softer. Mm -hmm. Like, so all of these things have an impact. So what I would do is just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take some deep breath. Um, so there's a lot of different breathing techniques out there. The one that I do is it's six, nine and 12. And so you breathe in for six seconds and then you hold it for nine and then you release it through your mouth for 12 seconds. So just something that, that I've learned and it's really helpful. What it does is it slows down your breathing, just kind of takes my mind off of the anxiety. And, and so what I'm doing is I'm just kind of like watching in my head, kind of making up and visualizing the air going in, holding it. And that's what I'm thinking about. And just kind of take my mind off of how nervous I might be. And this is about anything. Yeah. If, you, if you get nervous about stuff, it, it really does help. As far as uh, other mindfulness tips and tricks, there's there's a lot of them out there. I would recommend doing that. Find some spirituality. Uh, find you know there's 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 lots of ways to uh, there's lots of ways to figure this component out, and it's something that we highly recommend. I think that when you can find your way to to calm that anxiety that you get, it's it's going to help. And so breathing is a big part of that for me. Yeah, I like it, you know, in, in, in the sense of, you know, you're going to start dialing, you're going to go knock on some doors to build relationships. Also, you know, in addition to that, I think if when you get that no, because it's going to happen, um, just, you know, just flush it, just just move on to the next one. And just we're looking for that. Yes. So uh, just stay positive, right? Be optimistic. I know it's easier said than done, guys, but uh, you have to right? it's it's a numbers game. And you just got to keep coming up to bat. And you got to keep swinging the bat. That's the only way you're going to get on base. Yeah. Uh, at the end, right before I make that call, I'm going to say to myself, I'm not afraid of hearing the word no. <laughs> I'm going to make that phone call. So, hey, do you have any other last notes before we uh, wrap up? I don't. No, I really, I mean, we probably could have had a much longer uh, uh, episode here. But, no, I think this was great. Yeah, and, and do, do us a favor if there's something else you'd like us to talk about. Oh, one other thing, seeking feedback. If if you ever have a, a question that you want us to answer, reach out to us. We're, we're, we, we had someone on a couple weeks ago. We, what we may do is have one day where we have a call-in show. So depending on how many people are reaching out, we're getting more and more people. So don't hesitate. If, you, if, if there's something that you've been struggling with and, and, and something that you want us to, to talk to you about, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So mm -hmm. until next time, thanks so much.